As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back to the latest edition of The Audible. I'm Bruce Feldman, joined as always by Stuart Mandel. And it is Monday morning as we tape, and we're coming from Chicago, where it is Big Ten Media Days, and quite honestly, a very somber uh, vibe here because of the tragedy over the weekend. And we're pleased to be joined by our friend Joe Tessitore, uh, and Joe has a, has a unique connection to the story. I'm sure a lot of you have already heard about the tragedy of two kicker uh two specialists who passed away in a in a car accident we're going to get into that in a bit so joe thanks for joining us yeah i wish it was under better circumstances Stu and bruce it's always good to be with you but um this was um obviously a very difficult weekend with losing uh sam fultz and mike sadler just a horrible tragedy so to give people the context uh first of all if you don't know mike sadler great punter at michigan state a couple years ago and fultz was the all Big Ten puncher last season at Nebraska would have been going into his senior season. And the accident took place in Wisconsin where everybody was assembled for, you know, a really uh, major uh, high school kicking camp. And those guys were counselors. Joe, we wanted to bring him on. His son was a participant. He's a high school kicker. He's a participant in the camp. And we'll just let you take it from there. Yeah. You know, this is, um, it, obviously, in the world of specialists, we sort of are in our own little our own little island of college football. But uh, the guy who's probably considered the foremost guru in the world of specialists is Jamie Cole. And uh, Jamie Cole is a guy who, I mean, you could look up the stats, but it's you know, upwards of 90-plus percent of every college punter, snapper, kicker comes through a Cole camp. Chris Saylor is another notable guy in the West Coast. But Cole's National Scholarship Camp, which is always this weekend in July— Every top prospect in the country is there. The ESPN.com rankings for recruiting are based off of that camp. The spots filling the Under Armour game uh, for the specialists are based off of the performance at that camp. And through the years, this camp becomes the centerpiece of the specialist calendar. Um, Marquette King from the Raiders, all the NFL guys who came up as kids going to the Cole camps, the best college players who came up through these camps— they all will come back year after year, um, work on their their craft, but all, but mentor the young men, 
uh, work with them hand in hand, coach them. And, and Sam and Mike, who came up through the camp, went on to great success, have been these guys coming back to still work with the kids, to mentor them, to coach them, to talk with them. Uh, the fact that the last time any of us saw Sam uh, on that night, which included horrible, horrible rainstorm and lightning and, and slick roads, was we gathered the kids in the gym because we had to cancel. We were going to punt under the lights Saturday night. And Sam picked up the mic and gave a nice 20-minute motivational talk, his life story, the dream of playing at this level, of making a decision. You know what? I'm going to go be a walk-on, and I'm going to make this happen. And the last uh, thing Sam ever did was to serve others, to mentor young men and to tell them to not give up on their dreams, to always swing that bat, find out what they can be, push hard, never give up, and making the comment of, I was once you. I was sitting in this crowd right now listening to an NFL player, to a college player, uh, and having doubts and having to know, can I be that good? Can I push forward? Um, Mike spent his last day um, working with teenage boys, coaching them, mentoring them, helping them to try to reach their goals. They, these were two great servants to others. And it was a tragic loss. And we should point out, so Joe's son, John, is a is a very talented young punter. Yeah. I think he's going into what, his sophomore? His ju- he's going into his junior, junior year. year. He's been blessed enough to attend a lot of these camps and be nationally ranked. So we're, you know, we're, we're part of this world. We well, see the guys. Well, that's what I wanted to yeah. ask you a little bit more about because, you know, it is a subculture unto it itself. Is. And it's fascinating. So earlier today I looked at at Jamie Cole and some uh, some some of the fans will remember him from Iowa State yeah. you know back I guess it's the mid 90s now but uh you know his website and the testimonials from other it's like a who's who of yes. of specialist kickers punters or some long snappers in there but uh can you kind of walk people through that subculture of the, how tight-knit the community is of kickers and punters. It's unlike pretty much any other. I think quarterback to some degree has it, but there's such a celebrity associated with quarterbacks it probably puts it in a different place, whereas with families of young kickers, young punters, you probably see a lot of the same people all over the country, right? And everybody's working on their craft, and everybody wants to help each other. And the, the other thing is, and you guys know enough of being around football coaches nonstop, a lot of football coaches do not know the world of the specialists. They don't know it at all. They don't know the technique. They don't know how to coach it. And those who do are deeply vested in it. So when you start off as a kicker, a punter, a long snapper, and then you're good enough to start attending some of these national camps and whatnot, you end up in these circles and it becomes a brotherhood of helping each other, of understanding the craftsmanship of it, the technique, every little detail that goes into it. And I'll just and just to get back to Mike and Sam for a moment, and just on our personal story, and just to understand that brotherhood and how much of giving your time and trying to help the next generation. The reason why uh, I know Mike and Sam is because going back a few years, when my son was you know a precocious athlete, but but trying to get to that next level as a specialist, uh, we went out to the Midwest to attend some of these camps, and we were in Omaha, Nebraska. And it was Sam Foltz, who at the time was just a young walk-on freshman at Nebraska, who, who was assigned to John for the day. And, and John just admired him so much, and he was so giving of his time. And, and you know, from that day, walked, and he would see Sam at other camps and always had that relationship and looked up to him and was so proud to have known him. 
Um, and he couldn't be nicer. And then we went down to Texas for a week of a camp. And it was Mike Sadler, who at the time was prepping for the NFL draft. He had just finished up an incredible career at Michigan State, who was there working towards his own personal goals, who took the time every single morning. I would grab coffee, and he would be out there one-on-one with John. Now, consider this. At the time, John was a, was fin- had just finished up his freshman year of high school, and one of the top hunters in the country was saying, you know what, let me work with him one-on-one. I want to make sure that he understands his catch, his mold, his drop, his steps the way I do, and was teaching him his exact technique for four straight days. And he's not asking you for anything. No, not you know, at all. No, no. he was there working. He was there as a participant himself with Jamie Cole, where a lot of the NFL free agent guys, a lot of the draft prospects and guys shaking off the winter rust. And But it's this incredible brotherhood, the specialist fraternity, of everything from NFL players down to high school prospects, of everybody just wanting to improve and get better. And, you know, Stu and I were down in the lobby earlier today, and a recent Minnesota place kicker walked up to me, and he was so saddened and heartbroken over the news. And he said, you know, he said, um, people don't understand, in the world of specialists, we root for each other. Nobody wants to see anybody fail. Nobody roots for the guy to miss a kick or to shank a punt or to have a bad snap because they know how much goes into the craft of constant daily work on that muscle memory and that repeatability, knowing that one mistake could cost you that spot on the depth chart, the position on the team, a moment that'll live like a Blake O'Neill at Michigan or you Scott did the, You did the Bratzman game, right? You yeah, did. you know, and it's funny, Bruce, I did the Bratzman game, the Boise State game. When Sam spoke the other night, the speaker who followed Sam was Andrew Baggett, who is a phenomenal kicker who just finished up his career at Missouri. The reason Andrew gave a talk to the boys about the reason he became such a great kicker and another game I broadcast was because of how devastating his worst moment was in the double overtime loss to South Carolina of hitting the upright and how he had a bounce back from that when everybody was pointing a finger at him, and it was the greatest lesson he ever had in life of how to overcome adversity and bounce back and have confidence and still push forward. So we had Sam speak the other night. We had Andrew speak the other night. Um, And Colby Delahousse, who we we hope is having a speedy recovery, spoke the other night. And um, it was just a very reflective morning for so many of us here in that community. One thing that stands out to me is that, you know, and why this is, you know, seen as such a tragedy in college sports today is often, as we talked about, the specialists, the kicker punter are the most anonymous guys right. on the team. But it seems like Michigan State fans and in the media that covered the team had such a reverence for Sadler and the Nebraska community, such a reverence. Like these guys were, were among the biggest personalities on their team. Sadler is a superstar in that community. The kid was headed off to Stanford Law School this fall. Uh, you know, academic All-American, aside from maybe being the best puncher in the country on a championship-level team. Uh, probably, and I, I was with Jim Delaney last night when I get into town, and, and we were talking about it, maybe one of the greatest representatives of this conference in recent years of everything that this conference is and wants to be, of tremendously accomplished on the field, tremendously accomplished in the classroom, uh, somebody who gave back to his community completely unselfish. Sam's a small-town Nebraska kid who's living the dream, who said, I want to be this, and, and, and forged ahead. Huge loss. Um, and, and to your point, Bruce, especially in the specialist community, um, 
For Jamie Cole, I'll just share this one moment. For Jamie Cole the other day, who heads up the national camp, to gather the top prospects in the country at the moment where they're competing for everything they've worked for for a year, to be ranked where they are, to make it to the Under Armour All-America game, to have to gather them and say, the two men who you admire and spent yesterday with you and talked to you last night have passed away, and we're going to say a prayer and we are not going to move forward with this competition in camp. In all my years of being in football, was uh, was one of the toughest things to witness. It was it was brutal. How did he handle it? Because I mean, this must be he like sons, him. yeah, for yeah. him. He uh, we texted a, a lot last night. Um, I haven't gotten all the details, but I know he made his way left to go be with the families. Um, but you have to understand, once again, in, in this world of, of kickers and punters and snappers, a guy like Jamie Cole is, is a guy who, from the time uh, Sam and, and Mike were probably 15 years old, saw them throughout the year, mentored them, had them at the national camps, all the showcase camps, and couldn't be more proud to have them go on to their college scholarships, to have them go on to all their success. And they couldn't be more grateful that they're returning to his camp, to work his camp after they've taken the ride up. Uh, I want you to think about that in terms of an elite 11 quarterback or a Nike elite basketball player who, you know, would be a, a one and done type guy of going back to those kind of camps. I mean, it's, it's special that those guys would do that. Well, one thing that struck me is what you were saying. Cause I, you know, I have a, a, a sense of it, but when you talked about how they root for each other and the psychological, the devastating aspect of they only really know about you when you screw up. Correct. And especially, I would imagine it's much worse now because, because you know, you mentioned somebody who does, you know, who has an on big stage, you know, failure or a disaster or whatever it is. You know, you the way it kind of stays on is you see the social media fallout of all the threats they get and all the nastiness that comes up, which 10 years ago, there was no outlet for that. Yeah. I'm sure there was the Scott Norwood, you know, whatever, all the stuff he had to deal with, but the social media stuff and so how immediate it is now. But I think that changes the dynamic because of, because of the awareness. I don't think you have that with other positions. Yeah. I'm sure there's an empathy, you know, if a quarterback throws four interceptions or something like that, but it's, I just think that they are so unique into what they do. And I think this is probably even more kickers than punters, mm-hmm. I would imagine. But just Although the Michigan situation last year was one of the worst right. examples of torture on social media I've ever seen. And he was remarkable how he handled it coming out of it, I thought. But, yeah, I think that kinship, it seems to be very unique. It's also unique into how they get, how they get uh, scholarships or how they get noticed because – you know, I remember this is going back a dozen years ago when I remember working on Meat Market. The way that Ole Miss would would kind of determine how they would take a specialist was by who Just these guys. Not even looking at the list. Who tells them who's good? And yeah, who, Jamie Cole, basically. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was Jamie Cole or yeah, Chris, Chris Taylor, Taylor whoever. Yeah. You know, whoever says this is the guy. It's not like we're you know these guys are going to go back and look at film or whatever because. To them, most of them, most special They're teams guys. They're actually better off deferring to Chris Saylor or Jim, Jamie Cole because those guys are with have them. hands on. Yes. They know them. They know their yes. ability. They know their psych. Well, their, you know what's interesting? The, the special teams guys, all they basically do are the kick coverage and and, and right. those kinds yeah. of schematic things. Well, what's interesting is I did 
possibly the longest story that's ever been written about college kickers for Sports Illustrated about three or four years ago. And uh, talked to all these, talked to Cole, talked to Sailor, mm-hmm. talked to, and, and, and a bunch of college kickers. If you go on Rivals.com in a given year and look up running backs or linebackers, the, the hit rate versus the miss rate is is pretty, you know, for everyone that, oh, yeah, I remember him. He went on, here's somebody you never heard from again. Kickers, it almost goes almost, you know, there's a couple that don't make it. But for the most part, whoever they've ranked oh, the yeah. highest, those are the guys that go on to get scholarships and, and be three. Because most kickers, they come in as freshmen and they, they've got the job for four years, you know. And so I remember talking to one of the recruiting guys, not a kicker uh, specialist, just like the general recruiter, I said, why don't you give them, you know, why don't you give them five stars and four stars like everybody else? Because it seems to me if you get the five-star kicker. It's a no-brainer. It's a no And he's like, and they're just so dismissive of it because they're kickers. Yeah. Like, why would we give a five-star to a kicker? Yeah. And that's, and that's another thing you bring up of the dismissive of, you know, it's off there on an island. But um, to that point, though, of what you just said, um, the route that most of these guys take are as preferred walk-ons having to prove themselves because there's only going to be one scholarship given out about every three years for a kicker or a punter. A long snapper, forget about it. You're going to be a preferred walk-on. And such was, and such is the case with so many of these guys that are now playing in the NFL. Riley Dixon, who just got drafted by the Broncos, came out of Syracuse. Maybe one of the best athletes, by the way, in Syracuse football in recent years. You remember his fake punt against LSU, where he then you know, knocked out a guy, hurdled a guy and knocked out a guy. Preferred walk-on, you move on to greatness. So the fact that you're mostly a walk-on that has to prove yourself is another unique part of the fraternity. Well, I think also what, what we're talking about with these guys and their connection, these two two kids specifically, you know, you have the only four-time academic All-American mm-hmm. in Michigan State history. You mentioned the Stanford Law side, but when you see the reaction from the those communities, from, from all the Nebraska fans, from all the Michigan State fans about what kind of men these were and their teammates and the reactions they've had, uh, these guys are certainly integral parts of the team, and I think what you what you've helped us to kind of get a better handle of is what kind of mentors they were and how they gave back to other kids who hoped to be them and were them five years ago. It, it's interesting because uh, I was just asked by somebody about how I view coaches, and I was I ended up talking about Jamie Cole and his staff and. Whatnot. With what we do for a living, we're around head coaches all the time and, and, and coaching staffs all the time. I constantly, as a father, find myself, when I'm sitting with a coach, asking myself, would I have this man in charge of my son, molding him, shaping him, mentoring him, and putting him in charge of, of you know, the stewardship of my son? Um, when I'm around the specialists, I always find myself saying yes to that question, whether it's the former specialists who are now coaches or the current punters um, who will mentor my son or coach him. Uh, guys like Riley Dixon, Landon Foster, who just graduated from Kentucky, who did incredible Christian mission work in Ethiopia. Um, these two young men we lost who did spend time with my son, a significant amount of time with my son. There's something about that position. There's something about standing out um, on the ledge, on your own, uh, make or break, that builds you a certain way. So it's a horrible, horrible loss. My heart absolutely breaks for the families, the extended families, for that community. I feel that I am blessed to have known them, um, and, uh, but it's, it's very difficult 
to take having just seen them on the last day of their lives. Well, Joe, and given that, we appreciate so much you coming on and oh, giving you. everybody this insight. Um, their loss will be felt here at Big Ten Media Days, Nebraska. We're recording this, by the way, before the event has actually started. Bruce and I will come back later in the week with a, a podcast about uh, what ends up, you know, what we end up hearing and seeing this week. But here on Monday, Nebraska was supposed to be here. Uh, Mike Riley and a few players were supposed to be here. They are obviously not coming. And then Michigan State will be here on Tuesday. Mark Antonio, I'm sure, will be uh, will have a lot to say, and, and the players as well, who I believe were teammates with him. Um, we'll have a lot to say as well. So, again, um, we will come back later in the week to talk about, I'm sure, Harbaugh and Meyer and, and you know, all the expected storylines here at Big Ten Media Days. But we felt it was important to uh, address this story this morning and, and just so thankful to have uh, somebody like Joe who, who knew these guys well. Um, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>